everybody. Welcome to the Florida State League Radio Network. My name is Dylan here, as always, on the podcast today. And we are here with a very special guest today. We are here with the 2019 Florida State League MVP or Player of the Year, I guess you would say. Um, he was a 2019 All-Star in the Florida State League as well. He's an organizational All-Star, and he's also a national champion at Oregon State. We are here today with Trevor Larnack. Trevor, welcome to the podcast, man. Happy to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, Dylan. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Happy to get you on and uh, be able to get to know you as a player and such. So let's get into my first question here. You know, Describe your time with Fort Myers and in the Florida State League. Um, it was an awesome experience for me. You know, that league is, I think it's known as a pitcher-friendly league, and it can really test you. Um, and I saw that through, you know, every team we played. Um, that's just how it was. And pitching is, uh, was really good. It, it makes you better. And, um, you know, I think uh, our team had a great year. And I think that, uh, you know, most of those guys had a really good time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And was there ever, like, a uh, higher expectations last season, too, because of the team winning the title the year before? Uh, Yeah, you know, there kind of is that target on your back. You know, a team like that was, um, in 2018, was stacked, and it was um, a great team. I wish I was a part of it, but the team we had last year, um, we're all a great group of guys. So yeah. we all played our hardest. We all did what we did, um, you know, the best what we could. And, yeah, it was it was a good year, man. Yeah, definitely for sure. You guys had a, a really impressive year. Had a, I think you guys won the first half of the season. And, yeah, you guys put on a pretty, yeah. good, pretty good showing in the first half. I, I, thought, I thought you guys were really good in the first half and but definitely deserving it. And if only uh, we got into the to, to playoff time, it would be interesting to see some of the good battles we could have had with you guys. And it would have been, I guess, the Stone Crabs at that point uh, because they've clinched before yeah. everything happened. So that would have been – what a great series that yep. would have been. I was super excited, looking forward to it. So let's get into my yeah. next – It was always fun playing those teams, man. Yeah. It's it a... was always a really good competition and, yeah. you know, every team in that league has good ball players. So yeah, for it was sure. fun. Yeah, for sure. Especially the South, too. They were heck of a division. Heck, heck of a division last year. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, let's get in my next question here. You know, what was it like? You know, being named the Florida State League Player of the Year MVP for 2019, as well as being like an organizational All Star and being a Florida State League All Star. What was that like? Just getting all those accolades last season, and and you know, really having an incredible year last year. Well, I appreciate it, but I think it was just a product of um, you know everything I did in the previous off season. Um, uh, stick with my routine during the season, keeping myself healthy and, and doing everything I can do. And, um, you know, I just went out and competed every game. I was never looking for anything, uh, any type of accolade like that. I just wanted to compete and, you know, just really learn and get better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and all that will translate on the field too. So that's always a, you know, as long as you're keep, competing yeah. and such, you'll always be able to translate that onto the field. And obviously it's shown we hit over 300 in the league last year and you got to be up in double A. You had all those accolades. Incredible season you had last season for sure. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I appreciate it. It was fun, man. You learn, you learn a lot through the two levels, though. So. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, Fort Myers had a great group of guys, but, you know, so did uh, so did double A as well. So yeah, for sure. It was uh, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, and let's get into my next question. So as I said earlier, you know, obviously you coming out of Oregon State, a team that 
recently just won the national championship and has had great players come out of there like Adley Rutchesman. Rutchesman, I hope I said that right. <laughs> um, he, he, the, yep, uh, he was uh, drafted number one by the Orioles. Um, you know, how, how did being at Oregon State and playing in the Pac-12 get you ready to play at the pro level? And what was it like winning the national title with the Oregon State Beavers? Um, you know, the main thing about going to school there and playing ball with those guys was, uh, you know, the coaching staff was unbelievable and they really kind of set the tone for each and every player. And, and the group of guys we had was unbelievable. And, you know, as I say to everybody, I love all those guys and I'd do anything for them. It was just, um, you know, an unreal experience. I can't really tell you enough how much it means to me. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was quite quite the blessing as well because we went through a lot each season and we finished on top my last year and it was uh yeah something i'll never forget yeah for sure and especially too you know like you know coming in to um like the single a advance and the higher levels and stuff too that's definitely you know the the, I, i would bet the the level of play got you ready for some of these higher levels that you get into and you know you're so so young in your career and stuff that probably got you ready for those higher levels in the minors like the last year with four minors yeah. and double a yeah definitely for the most part i mean the like the physical skill level was a little different from the like between like the lower minor league levels and mm-hmm. the college level but yeah. oregon state you know the coaches staff coach casey and yesky and bales and um t graham and all these guys, <clears throat> they get you ready mentally for everything. Yeah, for and sure. that's the biggest part. It's just it's the mental game and the mentality of it and what you got to do to to keep that kind of mindset. So yeah, sure. that's the best way I can describe it. It was, uh, you know, as always, it was unbelievable. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely, definitely really cool. And, yeah, what a team they had that year. I remember watching it on ESPN. You guys had such an amazing squad that year when Oregon State won. It was, oh, it was man, really incredible. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. If I – Sometimes my dad will play the games because he recorded them, and yeah. um, I'll just look at the lineup, and it was unbelievable. You know, every one through nine was just um, all amazing dudes, amazing competitors, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's get into my next question. You know, kind of speaking of mentality and stuff. You know, obviously winning a national championship and playing in big games at the collegiate level. Do you think that will help you when it comes to playing in, you know, postseason games and big-time matchups when it comes to your minor league career and even when you get up to the majors? Do you think having that success and being in those big-time situations, do you think that would help you, you know, when you get up to these big-time situations even at the minor and pro level? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, there are different, different levels. You know, major league mm-hmm. level and playoff games are a lot different than – uh, minor league playoff games, college playoff games, but I, I think the main thing is, you know, as you experience each one of those things, you can take, you know, kind of one or two things that you did really well during that and take what you could do better and just really it all begins with how you prepare and, and how you, uh, you know, go about your routine and your business. So I think it, you know, obviously prepares you for every type of situation in each game. So, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, uh, and definitely preparing is definitely, I know, is a big key in, in any sport, really, um, you know, being prepared and just keeping, a you know, 
trying to get ready because if you don't prepare you're not going to be you're going to be lost honestly in any sport that you play yeah. so that's a definitely a big exactly. a big big thing you have to in any sport especially baseball too it's a huge huge thing because yeah you you can if you're not prepared you can go oh for four it's a big and if you are prepared you can go no yeah literally, four so it, yeah you couldn't say it better it's literally it's every single day is a new day and yep. you got to prepare for it like like how you would the first game to how you would the last. And, um, you know, that kind of mindset and that preparedness, you know, really just gets you ready um, for when it comes game time. Yeah, for sure. And it, I, I probably lost the side question, kind of we're talking about this and stuff, you know, preparing, talking about preparing and such. Um, you know, if you say if you had a bad game the day before, do you are you still in that, like, the day after that morning, are you still kind of in that mindset, like thinking over, or do you just go straight in? Okay. I got to worry about this next game and we got to worry about this team and such. How, how is your mindset after maybe you have a bad game in a sense? Um, well, for me personally, um, you know, after that game, I'll kind of just look and see, you know, what my approach was or what my plan was or anything yeah. like that going into the box and, and judge my bats based off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, even on good days too, just to to see where and keep in check where I'm at mentally, um, what I'm doing timing wise, you know, all this mechanical stuff as well. And I mean, really just making sure that that's staying right. And the up and downs of baseball won't so be uh, won't be so like drastically. Um, you know, you got a slump for two weeks, and then you're hitting for a week or even longer it'll keep it to a minimum of less than a week or so you hope but you just keep in the same mentality and, and keep being prepared and, and looking to see if you're executing your plan or not yeah for sure for sure yeah it's it's definitely key because i see i know there's a, a lot of guys who i know there's a few guys that i know at least that they'll say like after a bad game, they kind of dwell on it for a day and stuff. And I always tell them, I'm like, you can't, you can't do that because no, in baseball, it's it's that. not a thinking, it's not a thinking game. It's it's a it's a game where you no. got to get ready for the next day. Especially too, if you have like yeah. a, a back to you know, if you're playing back to back to back series, and you know, if you it's only the first or second game in a series, you can't really think about it. You got to go into the next series. So, yeah, definitely, yeah, it's a it's a big key. Not. It's a big key. So. You really can't even do that towards, you know, yeah. each at-bat to at-bat, yeah. you know, because if you're holding on to things that are negative and yeah. you're keeping it there and you're thinking about it in the box, I mean, you're, you're giving yourself that less of a chance to succeed. Yes. And um, as long as you're staying positive about things, but understanding why you're failing and taking that into consideration and adjusting to it, then that's when, you know, adjustments will to happen but you can never never dwell on it yeah and sometimes sure. you do you know mm-hmm. everybody's perfect but um you gotta try and keep your emotions out of how you react to the gameplay yeah for sure definitely definitely for sure especially yeah and for sure in baseball that's all that's always been the case i feel like so let's get into my oh absolutely you know yeah let's get in my next question here real quick uh, you know, obviously your last last season was your first full season in the minors. You know, what was yeah. it like being invited to major league spring training this year, being around those guys like 
you know, Nelson Cruz and Miguel Sano and Jorge Polanco, Byron Bruxton, just so many great people. Obviously, all those guys made it to the playoffs last year. What was it like being around those guys and being able to work around some of the best in the major leagues? Um, you know, people, a couple of people, my friends and, and the family have asked me about that. And, um, you know, the only thing I can say about it, it was just an unbelievable experience. Um, you know, being that it was my first time, I was, I was very fortunate. I was lucky. Um, but just the amount of questions and, and things that I had for all these different guys and, mm-hmm. and just seeing how they work, uh, was just an unbelievable experience. It's, it's truly priceless. So. When you when you learn from these guys and see how they go about their business and and how their mindset is, it's it's uh it's amazing. It's really cool to watch. Yeah. Obviously, as every fan would know. So. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I, I'm actually I'll ask this question. So I mean, obviously you you've probably experienced minor league camp already th- during your career. You know, has there ever been a big difference between? being in like a minor league camp to being in a, a major league camp at all, or is it kind of relatively the same? Uh, yeah, it's different. You know, there's, um, and how can I explain it? You know, obviously it's like, there's a spotlight kind of to it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the major league side and the minor league side, you're more or less like getting your work in. Um, but there's just, there's obviously there's a difference between the two levels and, um, and, but the main thing is with the players, just how they go about their business is just a little different. Um, they get what they need to do done. Um, they prepare in every single way they can. Um, you know, they just have the right approach to everything. And, you know, you got guys in the minor leagues that are trying to find that. So, um, that's, that's just basically the main difference between the two, uh, spring training camps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know I've been to some minor league camps and stuff, and and it's it's kind of like everybody's getting their work in. There's not as many people there and stuff, so you're not, you know, there's yeah. not, it's not cra- yeah, as crazy. Exactly. So it's almost like a it's a private workout yeah, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's get into my next question here. You know, obviously, what what are obviously spring training now canceled, but you were able to get in work in. You were able to play in some games this year. You played in actually a lot of games this year for during the spring. Yeah. Um. You know. That was amazing. Yeah. That was. I, I was so excited. I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. You got really good playing time this spring, which I think is great. I think there. Yeah. A lot of the teams were doing that this year. I feel like uh, giving a lot of the minor league yeah. guys a pretty good playing time this year. Um, you know, what were some things that you were able to work on over the off season in spring and now with, you know, spring being canceled and not knowing when the season is going to come back, what are some things you're still doing? Are, are you kind of in a off season mindset? Or are you kind of in like a, a spring getting ready for spring training mindset with, you know, not knowing when the season will come back? Uh, no, I'm treating this a hundred percent like it's an off season right now, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm taking my experience and the things that I learned from big league camp into consideration with what the, like the things that I'm doing. Um, and that's mostly for the, the hitting aspect and the fielding aspect and, and all these other things. So, um, it, it's, it's basically like, uh, the off season, but you kind of have a better idea, like of what you need to work on going into like that kind of level of play, especially yeah. during spring training. So, um, it really it gives me a benefit in a way to work on um, 
these things that got exposed during camp and uh you know it just it makes it that much more fun because i get to yeah. practice um you know basically what i need to do to put myself in the best position to succeed you know so yeah, for sure. that's how i'm looking at it and do you think you know obviously in the minor leagues you know you, you want to make it to the majors and you want to make it to the the levels as quick as possible you know and and try but you also still want to do you know put up good numbers and get your work in and such like that do you think you know, obviously with the season possibly going to be short in this year, do you think there's a more you got to kind of get on on a hot start early on and stuff and, and try and, you know, impress the the, Minnesota, the Twins organization to try and move you up in the AAA before the end of this season? Or is it kind of like, all right, I'm going to, you know, take my time with this and, and just kind of, you know, I'm trying to figure out the right wording to describe it. You know, just kind of. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a good question, man. Um, <laughs> it's just a really weird situation, you know. It's yep. something that is like a once-in-a-lifetime type thing, I would yeah, think. Sure. Uh, so you don't really know what's going to happen, you know. Um, it's my job to just be prepared for the season and um, wherever they put me, whatever they do with me, um, you know, I'll be ready for. So yeah, for sure. It just It's a matter of doing what you need to do for that period of time. Yep rather than worrying about all these different factors, you yeah, know. So sure. that's how I look at it. But um, it's definitely an odd situation. And that yeah. just isn't for me. That's for, you know, everybody. Yeah. Uh, major leagues, minor leagues. Uh, Indie ball. College. Yeah. High school. Like, it, it, everybody. So yeah. it's, just a, it's just a different situation um, that you're definitely not used to. But, you know, you just got to tackle – Tackle it the proper way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I understand what you mean there. Uh, let's get into my next question. Uh, you know, what are your goals for 2020 this season? You know, when we begin up, what are you, what do you plan on doing this year? What are some personal goals? Do you want to win a championship with whatever team you're starting on this year? What are some goals? Yeah, that you absolutely. Hope that will happen? That's always. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I try to keep the goals away from myself because um, I, I feel like. You know, everybody wants to do the best they can, mm-hmm. and I try to I try to keep it at that. I don't want to go into numbers or, or anything like that. Just put together really good at bats. Um, you know, do everything I need to do uh, to prepare and do all the right things, and just I think the rest will take care of itself. But um, what was the second part of your question? Oh. Um... Oh, it was just like personal goals, or um, do you have any team goals that you want to have as well? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, every year, um, you know, everybody wants to make it to the big leagues, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it starts with with where you're at, and you know, each year I try to look at it as play the best that you can for your team to produce and try to win each and every game, and then trying to win the playoffs, trying to win the championship, um, obviously, but at yep. the same time. When you get to that major league level, there's there's nothing that I want more to to compete for for championship rings and and all that. So yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely, definitely everybody's goal. I know that for sure. And uh, hopefully, you do get to the major leagues at some point uh, down the road, and maybe we'll see you win a championship with guys like Miguel Sano, Jorge Polanco, and Byron Buxton, and all those guys. So, Trevor, yeah. thank you so well, much. After being in this camp, you know it's. I think it's evidence that all those guys on that team, yeah, for sure. um, including the staff, all are pushing for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you can expect something from them pretty soon because I think they're heading the yeah. in the right direction, I'm sure. Yeah, and they Twins have a, fans are they super, have a, super pumped. 
they have a hell of a lineup too. I tell you, their their lineup is absolutely yeah. insane. Oh yeah, it's it's insane, and they're in an interesting yeah. division too. So I they, they'll probably I have them winning the division right now. My predictions. So that that I'll I'll say that right now. I have the Twins winning the the division this year. They are stacked this year. I tell you, they are a good <laughs> good good team yeah. this year. When you yeah, when you look at their starting lineup and they got all their guys out there, you're just like, wow, that yeah. that lineup. And, it's unbelievable. They and, break. And their so, minor and their it's minor. It's gonna be fun for the fans. And their minor league level is pretty stacked too, with guys like Royce Lewis, like Alex Kirilov, oh, yeah. and and even you, yeah, <laughs> even you, uh, you guys. We have a they got yeah, a they got a lot of guys. Stack minor league system it too goes, as well. Yeah, it so. goes a lot more than than just five guys. They got for sure. guys throughout the whole system from AAA yeah. all the way down. Yeah, that for are just sure. you know great guys, super talented. Um, and, you know, the guys that I've been playing with are, are amazing. Everyone's been awesome, and, and they've all just – they push each other in a way, you know, to, to learn from it and succeed, and it's, uh, it's a great time playing with them. So yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a fun time to be a twin right now. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, they have a great – one of the best minor league organizations, I know that for sure. They've definitely done a good job with all their players yeah. and, and just develop, developing them. I mean, half of their guys in their lineup are from their minor league system, so uh, it's definitely yeah. really cool to see those guys in their progression. Trevor, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, my friend. It was a real pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank Congratulations you. on all the success last season in the Florida State League, obviously winning the uh, Player of the Year award and such. Uh, congratulations on the success, and I hope more success comes to I you this it, season man. in 2020 with whatever team you start with, AA, AAA, uh, and hopefully we'll see you in the major leagues down the road soon. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Dylan. Thank Appreciate you so much, it, man. man. Have uh, a great rest of your day. That's what we're always working for. And have a great rest of your day, man. Stay safe, safe, sir. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much, Trevor. I felt bad for uh, cutting him off a few times there. Sorry about that, Trevor. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, But thank you guys so much for listening again. Again, thank you, Trevor Larnack, the 2019 Florida State League Player of the Year. Really cool to get him on the podcast. I was wanting to get him on for a while now. And also I want to get Tommy Romero on the, the 2019 Pitcher of the Year, who was with the Stone Crabs last year. Um, yeah, so really, really cool to get him on. Again, thank you so much, Trevor. Congratulations on all the success last season, and good luck for 2020 this year. To everyone out here right now, obviously we all know what's going on right now. I will not drop what's going on, the actual name of it. But everyone knows what is going on at this point if you're listening to this. I want to say to everybody, do stay safe. Take all the precautions necessary uh, before this gets really, really bad. Obviously, it's supposed to get bad, but we want everyone to stay safe. Hopefully, none of the players that I've had on or any of the players, I should just say, get this virus uh, or this thing. Thing. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut that out. Uh, yeah. So, anyways. Hopefully none of this people, none of the people here get this thing that is going around and uh, just everyone stay safe. But anyways, on a lighter note, anyways, uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Again, thank you so much, Trevor, for jumping on. Really cool to get him on. Obviously, we have to ask questions about what's going on. But, you know, anyways, really cool to get him on. And again, congratulations to us for your success last season. Um... We would like to thank our sponsors, Pickdraft DFS, which is or Pickdraft, which is the official sports gambling sponsor of the Florida State League Radio Network or FSL Radio Network. 
Uh, please use our discount code FSLBB19 once sports gets back up, however, uh, to use save 25% on all their contests. Really good guys over there at Pick Drafts. You can go play all their games. They do baseball and basketball. Really cool guys over there at Pick Draft. Um, and then go check out officialsdepot.com, which is the official sports referee and umpiring gear of the Florida State League radio network. And use discount code FSL Network, all in caps as well, and save 15% off at checkout when you go on online orders. So, again, thank you guys for sponsoring us in all of our um, podcasts. Uh, and we might be having a new sponsor coming here in the near future. Hopefully, I'll be talking to them here today. But uh, I might be getting a new sponsor here in the near future, and you guys can use it at, well, some of the places that you go to um, AKA stadiums. I'll tell you more about this later. Um, anyways, that is pretty much it for this episode. Thank you to Grayson Rogers and Sam Tenez on allowing us to use your music for our intros for all the podcast episodes. Um, and that's pretty much it guys for right now. I got nothing. I really have nothing going on right now. Um, so far, all my interviews at this point are done. I don't have any scheduled ones yet. Um, I am supposed to get Jim Morris on in May. I'm going to actually, maybe I'll ask him if he wants to do it earlier than May. Um, I'm going to email them about that um, just because there's not a lot going on right now. It's We're all literally in, at home. Hopefully, he'll be able to do it right now. Um, that'd be great. I, I would love to get some content to you guys. That's the thing about this podcast since I'm only covering one league. And there's not a lot to talk about right now. Um, it's kind of difficult. Um, I might be doing the YouTube channel here soon. So one thing I will say is with the schedule, um, I, I've obviously changed the schedule. Currently right now we do not have a schedule. I put out a schedule and then I took it down. The reason because of that is all this stuff happened. And after that, I really don't know what I'm going to post. So it the thing is, I won't be having a schedule when I can get the chance to post things. I will. Once the season gets back, though, up or we get an announcement like, all right, this is when the season will get back up and we'll have spring training and such again, which I will admit they will probably have spring training again. It'll probably be like a two-week, three-week spring training. I doubt it will be that long. I will be back doing a schedule, but for right now, I have no plans on doing a schedule for right now. I'm just going to wait. It'll be like my off-season stuff. No schedule at all. Uh, but anyways, in a month, I do have some good news. In a month, we do have our two-year anniversary. I cannot believe it. We've been doing this for two years. Isn't that insane? I've been doing this since 2018 of March of 2018. Isn't that crazy? That's how long I've been doing this for. Um, no, I've been having a blast doing it, guys. I really have. And, um, yeah, almost to two years and a hundred episodes of this podcast. Isn't that insane, too? Um, we're probably almost, we're going to get to hundred this year for sure. I will bet on that for sure. We're almost at 90 episodes on this podcast and we only need 100. Or actually, 91 with this. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Bolton episode that I just posted recently. Uh, we're at 91 episodes, so only nine more left to go, guys. So isn't that insane that we're that close to getting to 100 episodes on this podcast? And to everyone out there listening, thank you guys so much for supporting us. 
you know, obviously being a smaller podcast, we don't get a ton of listeners, but to everyone that does listen and that does constantly want to hear and listen to these guys and their stories and what they bring to the table, uh, I just want to thank you guys because it means a lot in my to me that, you know, you guys are listening to this podcast because, you know, obviously this is a minor league and it's not, you know, these guys aren't in the majors yet, but you never know. A lot of these guys, you might see them in the majors and be like, hey, I heard that guy on this guy's podcast or and such. And for me, it's cool because I get to know these guys and I get to see them up in the majors and I, it's awesome. We got get to see like Matt. I just saw Matt Veerling. He was at the Phillies game a few weeks ago. I was at um, it was right before everything went down. I went to a Phillies Yankees game in Tampa and um I got to see Matt there, and he was on the field. It was really, really cool. Got to see Cornelius Randolph, Simon Muzioti. It was really neat to get to see those guys. Like, you get to cover them and stuff and get to really get to see how they do at the spring level and against some of the major league guys. It, it is neat to be able to get to see that stuff. So, uh, And I even got to see Esteban Floriel, too. That was another thing that was cool to me as well. I didn't realize Floriel was – uh, uh, in center field until I saw it on the scoreboard. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun, man. I I love being able to see these guys and their progression throughout the minors, and um, hopefully we get it back, man. Hopefully soon we get it back. But that's why I'm posting stuff right now. I'm um, that's why I'm posting stuff for you guys because I think I give you I should give you guys some entertainment and such like that. So again, Trevor, thank you so much. Again, thank you guys for listening. Peace out. I'll see you guys in our next episode. Have a